0: Until one day, I'm walking up to my office, where I am now, and he leans across the fence. He goes, morning, Tent. morning, Brian. He said, so I see you doing that meditation in your office. Is that any good, is it? And I said, I'm oh, quite surprised he you know, would ask. I said, uh, yeah, I, 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 um, I really like it, Brian. And Brian says, oh, he says, I, I can't do that meditation I said, really? (laughs) quite surprised he'd ever tried. He said, no, I can't do that meditation because if I still my mind, I become a bird. I said, I'm sorry, Brian.
1: (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Mind Detox podcast. Here, we're gonna discover a new way to think, feel, and heal while exploring our spiritual side. I'm your host, Sandy Newbigging, also known as the Mind Detox Monk, because, well, I'm a monk and a meditation teacher, and for the past 15 years or so, I've been working with people from around the world using a method that I accidentally created called Mind Detox. Mind Detox is all about curing the unconscious causes of physical, emotional, or life issues. So stick around if something is going on in your body, emotions, or life, and you don't know why because we'll be exploring the possible mind-based causes during this or an upcoming episode. As a monk who's written 12 books and meditated for thousands of hours, the topics of inner peace and living in the present moment will most likely be a thread that runs through many of our episodes. So stick around again if you want to stress less and be still more. This podcast includes highlights from my online club and academy meetings, expert interviews, guided meditations, and more. All so that you can cure the cause and master peace. For today's episode, I've reached into my archive of expert interviews to share a classic chit chat from 2012. I talked to my friend and philosopher, Tim Freak, about how it's all too easy to get caught up in the daily chores and challenges that we end up missing the magic. Stay tuned if you've ever felt bored or burdened by the stuff going on in your life or world as Tim shares super inspiring advice and stories for making the mundane magical. I thought of you when it came to uh, this, this special topic because what I want people to get by the end of the next 25 minutes or so, is I want you to imagine this Tim, someone's like caught up in the mortgage, they're caught up in, in the deadlines and the stress and, the, and they're caught up in the mundane and I want them to have a, this little video that they can go to to be reminded of actually there's some magic out there, there's some magic in here and, and, and just, just have this video they could watch and go alright cool yeah there's more to life than mundane, do you know what I mean?
0: I do, absolutely, by golly. Yeah, aren't we all going, you know, get caught up in that from time to time, for sure.
1: Exactly. So you are the ideal person to talk to when it comes to remembering and exploring the mystery.
0: Well, you know, the way it seems to me in my own life and watching everyone else, all of us, I think we're all the same in different ways, is that human beings are habitual. And it's a good thing. We need to be habitual. If we weren't habitual, we'd be lost. The whole of nature is like one big habit. One of the things I love, there's a biologist, Rupert Sheldrake, and he says we should stop talking about the laws of nature and start talking about the ha- habits of nature because it's like one big habit. It's gone into these habits. And human beings have come up through nature, and what do you know? They've got habits, and they find a solution, they get through, and they stick with it, all of which is incredibly useful because if we didn't do that, we'd have to, to meet every new moment. If we actually let, met every new moment fresh... Mm we'd be completely lost we have to meet it with the past but it comes with a high price and the price is that we don't as you get older especially you can see you know young kids are right there like wow what's this what's that and then as you get older it's like watching i get it when i watch sheep you know when you see in the spring you see the lambs Uh and they're like "boo, boo," (laughs) like this and then next door to them you see the sheep and they're like this and you just think how did that happen (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> How did that turn into that? And I look at human beings and we're kind of the same. You yeah. see us, we're coming in and we're like, woo, woo. And then you see us once we've habituated and it's like, God, i got to get through. What are you doing? I'm waking up, the alarm's gone. Gotta make. And what we're missing is what we knew as children, which is the magic of life. And it's, yeah. But it's right there. Now, right at the other end of life, what I see, when I, when I was working with people who were dying, um, which I did in you know, my 20s and 30s, What I saw was that when you face the possibility that this boring routine existence you've got to struggle through is actually going to go, you suddenly see see it's a lot more than just a boring struggle. You suddenly see how precious it is, how amazing it is to sense something, to be alive, just to breathe, to look at the view out the window, to be with someone you love, to take on a new challenge that's hard and you're kind of frightened of. All of those things suddenly become, God, I want those things. Yeah. I actually want the life I've got. Yeah. So a huge amount of waking up seems about waking up to that now rather than waiting to the point where it's like you might have to go.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've had that in relationships before where, like, you can kind of, when you first meet someone, it's like, wow, you know, and your heart explodes. And just as time goes on, you're like, it's again, this habitual thing kicks in, isn't it? And then and then before you know it if the person's about to leave you suddenly remember all the amazing things about them.
0: that's right certainly you, when you know they've gone, they? suddenly it's like god i'm glad that's over but actually oh my god oh yeah and and the analogy with a, with a love affair i think is a brilliant analogy because well it's kind of not just an analogy it's almost like the same thing mm. is being re- represented there that is represented generally what is your what is your love affair with life like i, I do see myself having a love affair with life and The same thing happens. You meet someone. But what happens when you fall in love with another person? You see the mystery in them, don't you? You just look at them and you just think, wow, you look in their eyes and I don't know who you are. You're just amazing. And even better, they look in yours and go, I know, and I I don't know who you are either. And it's amazing. And you set yourselves free. And suddenly when that person looks at you in that way, you can be anything you want to be. And you can be the very best of yourself. And they're bringing it out of you. And you feel, God, God, I love being with that person. I just want to be with them all the time. Mm. And then you're with them all the time. And then sooner or later, the story comes in. And then you've got a story about them. And then it's like, yeah, Sandy, that's just what Sandy would do, isn't it? Damn it. You know, it's like, and, you know, and, that, and then we get into this. Suddenly, rather than seeing the mystery in each other, we see the story. We see this, this concept, this idea. Oh, you, you would do that, wouldn't you? And, <clears throat> and then the magic goes. And we say we've fallen out of love because we've lost the mystery. We've just got this concept now. We're, not re- we're, not re- we're right. no longer seeing the reality. Exactly. We're just seeing a concept.
1: Exactly. And so, uh, you know, having read your book, um, The Mystery Experience, I absolutely love how you, through reminding people about how amazing it is that we're on this rock flying through space and all this sort of stuff, um, you kind of remember going, yeah, this is quite awesome. You know what I mean? So... Can you share with the the viewers um, today just a few of these, uh, you know, facts that you, you've come across that have really helped to remind you of the mystery?
0: Well, you know, it's just here in every breath. I mean, one of the things I love is science, because science, rather than closing it down, I mean, a lot of people think that science has kind of destroyed the mystery, as if, well, you know, I'd like to think it was magical and mysterious, but you know, I'm going to have to just accept the hard facts that, you know, it's a meaningless lump of matter slowly evolving for no reason, and monkeys on a piece of rock and all that. But it's not saying that. It's really not. What science has discovered by looking carefully at this is astonishing. One of the things I love is that, and we've known this for 100 years or more, is that this isn't here. Now, just that, just to catch up with that, just to feel... Okay, it feels like it's here, but we know it's not. We know that 99.999999999999% of it is nothing. That's an awful lot of nothing. And, what, and the stuff which is there is kind of possibilities, which interacts with consciousness in some way we don't understand to bring this into some sort of tangible existence. Wow, how mysterious is that? You know, and I feel like then when I look at the night sky and you just think, right, okay, so it's that looking very small and it's that strange. <clears throat> you look out at the night sky and you go, well, you know, one of the, the facts I loved was the Hubble telescope, you know, the, yeah. the, this incredible telescope. We've had it for ages now, but the very first thing they did when they, when they opened it up was just focus it on a, a spot of nothing in the night sky, see what was there. And what they found in, in a tiny pinprick, was 14 galaxies now that's galaxies not stars that's 14 galaxies and each galaxy contains around 100 billion stars that's 14 galaxies each with around 100 billion stars in every pinprick of the night sky and suddenly you think hang on if i think i know what's going on here i'm out of my mind (laughs) i'm truly crazy and what that does is it just wakes you up to this, look, we're on this journey. It's a phenomenal journey. It's tough. It's everything, actually, isn't it? It's, it's wonderful. It's hard. It's beautiful. It's cruel. It's the ultimate drama. <laughs> and we're the stars of it. You know, each one of us is the star of the show. One of the great mysteries of life I love is that. You know, like, you know in, 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 in Tim's life, Tim's the star. He's in every scene. He's the, he's the main man, and, and everyone else is a walk-on. And in your life, you're the main man. It's all about you. It's the Sandy story. And here we are, the Tim stories meeting the Sandy story. And this whole universe, which isn't really there, in a, in a galaxy so big you can't even begin to put your head around it, so old, has all come together for this moment now, that we're here doing this, that we can connect. And you just think, Wow. How did I miss that? How did I get so narrow that it was just these? Because it is that. That's not going to go. But it's not just that. It's also wow. You know, just wow.
1: And And just taking a moment to consider the magnitude of the minute as well. It totally changes the relationship with it, doesn't it? So, like, you know, because you're like, I've got, the, I've got the bills, I've got this and the next thing. But at the same time, there is this huge mystery that we have no clue about.
0: Yes, exactly that. So the two are sitting side by side. One of the big ideas for me, which is hugely important, is what I call paralogical thinking, yeah. which is seeing, in ter- which is understanding that life is fundamentally paradoxical, mm. it, that, it, that, it's, that that's its nature. So, for instance, you know, that this clearly is there, look, it's there, but it's also not, and yeah. they're both true, and like you're saying, you get down to the minute quantum particles, and they both behave like waves and particles, they're, 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 they're kind of individual, and they're not, and everything has that quality, it, it's both this and that, and they're opposites, so for me, what, what, brings, what brings life to life, what make, makes me remember the mystery in life, so my love affair with life isn't so I'm not just getting on with life. Like you get on with it, someone in a stale relationship. Yeah. yeah. You're in love with it, even when it's shitty. Yeah, yeah. Because you know what that's like. You, know, you can be in a relationship and going, damn it, you're driving me nuts, but I still love you. I'm still in love with it. And I want to be like with life. Yeah, yes, it drives me nuts. Yes, it, I w- wish it would behave in other ways. Yes, I, there's things about it I can't stand. But I still love it. Yeah, yeah. And I love it because I still see that whilst there is all of that practical necessity and i have to engage with it and it's tough and sometimes it's really terrible suffering the opposite is also true at all times it's also the most magnificent mystery i'm also just so lucky to be here at all to be on this journey really and so that even when there's lots of things that i'm really not pleased about there's a deep gratitude as well not instead and one of the this has been hugely helpful to me because I, like most people, I used to think I had to be one or the other. Yeah. Either I'd be just, I'm so grateful for, you know, and how can I be grateful when all this shit is happening? Well, what about being both? What about being really grateful and going, and this is shit. And, and what I found is because life is paradoxical, I can embrace paradox and I can be in two places at once where I can meet you and go, look, there's things I could tell you about right now, which really are not too good in the life of Tim, Cause that's true of all of us. And we're on the journey, man. It's happening. Isn't that amazing? And I'm so grateful for that.
1: Do you, it's, it's just crossed my mind, but do you feel it's useful to uh, surround yourself people that have a similar experience or interest in exploration of, of life as you do?
0: Yes. Yes, I really do. And, you know, I have been very, very lucky in my life because I have um, always had that. I meet a lot of people who don't have that. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I've always had it, it's very hard for me to imagine not having it. Yeah. But I know I, I, it's hugely important to me. But one of the things i found is that if, you, if, you, if it becomes the thing which is your passion, then you soon find you either attract people to you or the people that are already around you start going, yeah, actually, you know, I'm quite, that, yes. that's, you know, that's waking me up. Exactly. And what, what, what's happened for me is that since I was a teenager, I found that people around me, started to wake up because I was so interested in waking up yeah and and it wasn't anything special about me it was just that's what I was interested in so they the ones that were kind of came with me and and I think that sense of being equal explorers of life is yeah. hugely valuable yeah. so uh, so that you can surround yourself by people who can tell you the truth be honest with you you can be honest with them that you can show how big you are and how vulnerable and small you are both two is really just such a Really important.
1: And within that, it really, there's some boldness required initially. Because, you know, what I find is, like, there'll be some times when I, I could, you know, have judged somebody, thinking, oh, they wouldn't be interested in this. But if I'm just bold with one moment and show appreciation or just share my love for that moment or I'm about to burst with bliss or something or, or whatever, suddenly they go, yeah, I think about that as well. And, and you know, they, they, they think about it, but they don't necessarily talk about it.
0: Can I, can, I tell you a little, can I tell you a little story? Yeah, We've got yeah. time for a little story?
1: Yeah.
0: <clears throat> so I now live in the house just over there because um, we, we moved into a house and it was next door to the one we were living in. And it used to, the guy used to live in there. He's, he's dead now. And he's a, it was a man called Brian. And he was a Somerset man and he worked on the motorways. And he smoked heavily and I'd, I'd hear him in the morning coughing like mad and he'd walk out the garden and he had the – you know, just – Garden was just full of stuff. And he was a, you know, he was Brian. And I'd say hello to him over the fence. He'd go, hello, and that was that. And I never, ever thought that I would talk about anything like this to Brian because Brian was interested in other things. Until one day, I'm walking up to my office where I am now, and he leans across the fence. He goes, morning, 10. Good morning, Brian. He said, so I see you doing that meditation in your office. Is that any good, is it? And I said, oh, quite surprised he you know, would ask. I said, uh, yeah, I, 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 um, I really like it, Brian. And Brian says, oh, he says, I, I can't do that meditation. I said, really? <laughs> quite surprised he'd ever tried. He said, no, I can't do that meditation because if I still my mind, I become a bird. I said, I'm sorry, Brian. <laughs> he said, oh, yeah. Sorry, it, happened the, it, it happened the first time when my wife was dying. She, he said, I was very still, and I was here, and then the curtain started to move, and I became a bird, and I was flying over these landscapes. He says, I get it when I go to the optician as well, and they do these tests on me. And it was just, and there was Brian, my next-door neighbor, who was a guy who worked on the roads that I would never do, and Brian, you know, is a shapeshifter. <laughs> Is having these, and that's actually my experience. Is that okay. underneath the veil, we're all having it because life is like this. Everyone is there. There's exactly. no exception.
1: Exactly. So let's. Create it's a just ripple.
0: the readiness to come out and say it.
1: Let's create a ripple. Ripple. Exactly. The readiness to come out and say it. So step one, if it, people take something from this call so far, um, is is to be, start looking for the mystery today. Start looking for the miraculous in the. In what's occurring within you, the fact that your heart's beating 100,000 times today, that always gets me. You yeah. know, pumping blood around a vascular system, reaches 60,000 miles, twice the circumference of the earth. You know, these th- that's just amazing uh, for me. You know, what's the sorts of mysteries, but even just like a slug <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or something, oh, they're, oh, they're incredible really? things. Yeah. No, notice the mystery, but then share it with somebody.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, and, I and, think and see
1: it. the ripple effect that could happen from that.
0: And when you share it, you know, what greater mystery is there than what we're doing now? Yeah, and you can, exp- you, can, you can approach this, as I tend to, on, on a very deep mystical level, but let's not do that. Let's, let's just approach it on a very everyday level, because it's just as mysterious. Which is right now, there's this body called Tim connecting through the, this strange, miraculous internet with this body called Sandy. But actually here there is somewhere it has no space. There's a whole psyche, a soul happening. I'm thinking thoughts, having feelings and they're private and, and and they're individual. And, and so are you. And there's full of hopes and fears and worries and amazing things. And same with you. And then through this, those two things, which I can't see yours and you can't see mine are connecting. Isn't that incredible that, 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 That presence of the psyche of the soul is connecting through this dance of sensation with each other. And that happens every time we meet. And we we don't even notice it. We're, we're, We're reaching through. And we're doing it now symbolically. That's amazing too, isn't it? That what's arising in my psyche is these words or ideas first and then they're getting transmitted into words and then my porridge is doing its magic thing to make the words somehow get in. And then it's through my jaws moving and I'm making funny noises and breathing out with in my tongue. And then the vibrations are going through the air and now these connections in the air and through the microphone and down through the internet and then buff at your speakers and then through the air and in your porridge and boof, and through that incredible connection we are able to share this moment and share these ideas. Or you could say we're just having a chat. both. Well, that, that's the choice. Exactly. That's the <laughs> choice. You know, you can, when you see the mystery, it's just what it was already with all of its beauty and all of its problems. It's just, there's immense appreciation for it. There's a wonder of it. And that wonder needs to be shared. When you share it, it increases without doubt. It really does.
1: Mm. Absolutely. I always I think it's amazing how we literally live in a silent universe. That li- like, there's just silence out there, but my little, ear, you know, hairs on my eardrum are vibrating to create the, 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 the inner appearance of sound. Do you know what I mean?
0: I know exactly what you mean. It's One like... of the things I love about, <laughs> it makes me always laugh, because when you watch these uh, documentaries, like on evolution, and you see, you know, before there were any animals, there was a great luscious vegetation, you know, and you see all these trees and green trees. None of that existed because there were no eyes. There was no green. None of that happened. Green had not come into existence. One of the key ones are getting that. Look, this is a little bit of magic. is Think of the rainbow. There was no rainbows before there were eyes to see it. It's light reflecting through rain. You can't, you can't see that without eyes. There were no rainbows. They came into existence with us to see or with eyes. And all of it's like that. It's, you know, we're, we're, it's just to think about it, to wonder, to wonder with the mind and with the heart. There's the wondering, we be, you know, because we've been talking really about kind of the wondering with the heart, that appreciation. Mm. But there's also with the mind, equally interesting. Wow, what's that about? How's that? What am I doing here?
1: One of the, one of the games I play with in, um, or share in my new book is... Encourage people to look out from their heart. Like if you're looking at me, if you're listening to me now and looking at the little pixels in the screen stuff, but you start looking less from here but more from here, I find it just pulls me into the body, into the experience, and into the quietness and stillness. Like I love, it, love it.
0: I love it. Yeah. It's looking out I, from the heart, you know?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just so many games. I, I love exploring consciousness. I love exploring. This moment. I love exploring the inner experience and the outer experience of life. And I find that when when we my life's not as as rich if I'm just doing one.
0: Absolutely. That's the both and. I mean, I mean, honestly, given the choice, I'd just do this. If I could. But life, life has got other plans for me. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Life
0: also has built into it necessity. And consciousness has arisen through necessity. And the first thing we experience, you know, once we're freed from our Ape strings, the parents care is we the necessity we have to feed we have to shelter we it's in nature
1: mm.
0: and 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 this necessity must be you know demands to be met uh, but from that comes culture and comes consciousness and comes the ability to have moments like this so for me it's like well i'd love to get rid of necessity but you can't even very rich people don't get rid of necessity they just have the necessity not to lose all their money And they're just as wound up with necessity. I've met lots of rich people, and they're not all sitting there the whole time going, sorted, I'm just having a great time. They're actually very the same as everybody else, because necessity is one of the poles of life. The key thing is not to get so caught up into necessity that you're missing the ecstasy, Mm. the the chance to be free, so that we can either do both at once or at least keep returning from one to the other, so we can, you know, if you let necessity go, your life will fall to bits. But on the other hand, if you you let ecstasy go, your life will become meaningless. It will become a, a a chore. So we need to make room for both, so we can really appreciate the journey we're on.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. So if we're if if someone's watching this and they have been having a bit of a mundane time, very clear, concise. Thing they can do, watching this, and for the next few minutes after it, and more if they want to play with. What can they? T- what can they do to start to? You know, they might feel really low. You know, they might kind of like really. It seems like a long way to go from where I'm at to the mystery and magic of living. Do you know what I mean? Like I do know so, what you mean. Yeah. You know, um, what can we? What can you offer someone who's kind of there and they are just they want to. They want this, but they just feel it's out of their grasp.
0: Okay. Well. The, the thing to to find is that sense for me of just like to step out of your story. We've all got, the, the reason that you're feeling that way is because you've got a story about how life is. Now, the thing about that story is that it will be no good pretending it's not true because there'll be things about it which are true. That's why you're feeling it. Unless you're really lost, you probably, there's truth in your story. Yeah. But rather, so rather than going, no, no, get away from it, just go, okay, there's my story and that's making me feel like bleh. But as well, not instead, but as well, on a deeper level, I have no idea what life is. I, I, I don't know what it is to live. I don't, I don't know what it is, this universe. I don't even know what these hands are. I don't know what I am. I don't know any of that. Now, that, that also can seem like a long way off. If you're really, you know, if you're really, oof, it can be like, yeah, I kind of understand that, but I can't do it. And there's a little story. Can I tell one more story? This is a, this is a, this is a, an old Sufi story. Um, the, the Islamic mystics tell this story. And I, I and I, I I really, um, I really like it. It's a silly story, but I like it. And it's a story. It's a, it's a, it's a fairy tale. And the fairy tale is about the princess who's stuck in a tower and the prince who wants to rescue her. And And the, 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 princess is the soul and the prince is you trying to rescue. her. And he comes up with this cunning plan. And what she does is she drops this little, um, uh, thread of honey down the tower. And then she get, he gets an insect and he ties a tiny thread to the insect and the insect eats the honey to the top of the tower and she gets the thread and then He ties to the thread a piece of string and she pulls up the thread and then she's got the string and then she ties to the string a piece of rope and he pulls up the string and she's got the rope and then she ties the rope and she comes down the tower. Now, what I love about that story is it really fits with my experience, if I understand it allegorically, that there is always always that little drip of honey in the moment. It can be just a tiny, and if it's like, how can I get out of the tower? I can't. But what I can do is find the drip of honey. And if I can follow the drip of honey, then it can lead to something stronger. And then there's something stronger. And then there's something stronger. And then I can get out. So the step for me is like, okay, don't expect necessarily just to come out. But find the honey in the moment. And put your attention on that instead of just the story which is getting you down. And if you keep with it and just follow it like that insect going up the tower, you will come out. Because life is always magical, even in the worst of moments. It's it, sometimes it, most obviously in the worst of moments. Life is, is more magical than words can say.
1: You've covered it, captured it, nailed it. Thank you so much for your time today.
0: Oh, it's a real pleasure, as always, to speak to you, Sandy. And I congratulations you on lots. your book.
1: Thank you very much. And yours. I'm sure there'll be information somewhere around this video where the people can can find your book um, should they want to and uh, explore your amazing retreats as well Great I I had the most amazing time when I visited your retreat and uh, it uh, stayed with me for until today still with me so uh, love you lots and I'll be in touch Beautiful Bye